You're listening to Pets Poll List, Episode 1, featuring Firestorm, number 3, and Star Wars, number 12, for March 1978. It's Pets Poll List, it's Pets Poll List, it's Pets Poll List, yeah. Hello and welcome to the first episode of Pets Poll List. Excuse me while I whip this out. I'm your host, Pat, a.k.a. DJ Chris Statos. Pets Polis is a spin-off podcast from Crusader Chronicles where the LBC crew and I journal two of the comic book issues read chronologically by the release month from my comic book collection. For Pets Polis, each episode will provide quick recaps, reviews, and ratings of the issues that remain on my polis for that release month. The goal is to keep me actively reading through my collection and have some fun along the way talking about the comics with my friends. Speaking about my friends, joining me for this inaugural first episode is always the guy who is my wingman, Jared Albrick, the yard sale artist. Jared, how are you? Hey. 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 Welcome to Pets Pull This. Yeah. Yeah. It's the section of the show that I I successfully campaigned to get removed from Chronicles, and yet somehow (laughs) I'm back into a Pets Pull List on its own show. I don't know how you did this, but here we are. So I was listening to your descriptor at the Mm -hmm. front end there, and what I want to make clear to the listening audience is that when we do Chronicles, you know, we're only covering two issues. Yes. And Pat oftentimes has more issues for that release month in his collection. Believe it or not, yeah. So this show is going to take a quick look at those issues that didn't get covered on Chronicles. So think of this as the bonus content show <laughs> from the last Chronicles episode. <laughs> sure, exactly. We had a little more individual time with my personal friends here. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I feel trapped. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know. I don't, I don't want to be here, but... Um, yes. Yeah, it's in know. the contract. Yeah. So... <laughs> yeah. So let's let's get we, it over with. We all drew straws, and uh, I drew the short one. <laughs> Jason and Delvin are off doing God knows what. Here I am on Pat's poll list. But no, man, let's get to it. There's actually some some good comic yes. in this, in this There's one. There's a few good ones on I this. I use singular. There's good comic... <laughs> Well, I do have a few questions I want to ask you, Jared. Okay. As part of Pat's Poll List, just to make it a little fun. So Mm -hmm. uh, my first question is, what's one of your favorite comics from 1978 that you would like to whip out and read? And it doesn't have to be from the show? No, just 1978. There's something that strikes you that you like to whip out. Because that's what we do on Pest Polis. Yeah, we, we whip it out. And uh, man, I got to say, 78, the first comic book that comes to mind would be Master of Kung Fu's. Okay, cool. That's a very, very late 70s comic that I would enjoy. So I'll go with that. You know, okay. on future episodes, I may have different answers, but. Sounds good. That was the first thing that came to mind when I thought late 70s. What do I really want to whip out and, and take a look at right now? And mm-hmm. yeah, I'd say Master of Kung Fu would be on my mind. That's a good one. Here's hoping it was running in 1978, or I'm going to look foolish right now. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was. You're foolish anyway, but anyway. Ah, good point. Why stop now? Yep. So, second question is, what comic book city would you like to live in? Ooh, uh, Smallville. Smallville? That's a good yep. choice. Yep. yep. Uh, you, Metropolis is cool. Gotham City's cool. Of course, it's New York you, City. For You'd call yeah. your home, you'd call home Smallville? Smallville. Yeah, I'm a small town kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody that lives there seems like super cool. No pun intended. And uh, it's, it's just nice, quiet, sleepy town. Yeah. You like to live in a small town? I do. Yeah. Your favorite place is a small town. Small town. Yeah. I'll probably die in, in a, a small town. town. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you see what I did there? I see, yeah, a little yeah. John Cougar. Melon Camp. Melon Camp. I'm from Indiana, man. We all know those songs because it's the state law. 
<laughs> All right, this is your final question for being a guest on Pat's Pull List. It's the final question. We're talking about polls. What's your favorite song to dance to? <laughs> Favorite song to dance to? Yeah, could be anything. You pick it. Well, I tell you what. Again, there's a there's a myriad of songs that I dance excellently to, but I've only mm-hmm. been awarded an award winning dancer oh. to a Michael Jackson song okay. that you may have heard of called Thriller. Ooh. There was a Michael Jackson dance competition on a cruise I was on a couple of years ago. I entered and I won. Mm-hmm. Wow! Because I do a mean Michael Jackson. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm going to say Thriller off the top of my head. There's several others that I'm certain I dance well to, but that's the only one I've been given an actual award for. And anytime that song's on, you'd get out and dance? Oh, yeah. I I, I know all the moves. You know, know, people can't Mm -hmm. see me, but I'm doing it. (laughs) (laughs) I like to do it when the darkness falls across the land. And it's like 1158, 1159. Podcasting hour is close. Yeah, the creatures are all coming out and they're... And they terrorize my my uh, area where I live. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, thank you for being my first guest here. Oh, no, you know I wouldn't and, have it any other way, Pat. I know that. Well, without further ado, let's get started with the first issue in Pat's pull list for March 1978. Excuse me while I whip this out. The first comic is Firestorm number three. Publisher was by DC, got a cover date of June 1978, but its on-sale date was March 9th, 1978. Cover price was just 35 cents. Editor is Jack C. Harris. Writer, Jerry Conway. Penciler, Alan Milgram. Inker, Bob McLeod. Letterer is Ben Oda. Colorist is Mario Sen. Cover credits go to Alan Milgram. So just a quick little look at the cover. It's got the Firestorm logo, the nuclear man on the top. All set in a blaze. Mm-hmm. On the cover, you see Killer Frost kissing Firestorm, and he's kind of getting chilled a little bit. And in the background, you got some skeleton-looking people that are all frozen up. Yep, that's exactly right. So with that, Jarrett, what's your quick thought on the cover, and uh, give me a rating. My quick thoughts is that this is a pretty good cover because it's the introduction of Killer Frost, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Yes, this is. And it's a good introduction indeed. The drawing is very good. You can clearly tell kind of what's going to come your way in the story. The skeletons are haunting with the ice around them. And then her sort of whites and blues play nicely off of the already spectacular costume design of Firestorm. He's got one of the best Mm -hmm. designs in comic books, in my opinion. And it all just comes together nicely. So I do agree with your assessment on the cover. Firestorm is looking very surprised and... Killer Frost is looking pretty good. Mm-hmm, yeah. The skeletons are nicely done as well, too. I think the colors pop as well. Let's get to a quick rating. And just like Chronicles, it's a one through five rating. Five, you loved it. Four, you really liked it. Three, you just liked it. And two, you didn't like it. And one, you hated it. So, Jared, what's it going to be? I'm feeling a four on this one. I think it's very good. I really like the atmosphere behind mm-hmm. it. What about okay. you? I'm going to go four as well, too. Nice cover. Um, you know, this is my kind of introduction to Firestorm. So, well, I'll save a little bit for later. So, okay. With that, let's get into a quick story synopsis. And I'm taking this from a DC wiki. So, the title is Kiss Not the Lips of Killer Frost. So, Professor Stein's former student from Hudson University, Crystal Frost, is working at the Mohole One Research Station in the Arctic. She is accidentally locked inside of a thermal frost container, which alters her body chemistry, transforming her into the villain Killer Frost. Martin Stein prompts 
the transformation into Firestorm, and they succeed in resealing her into the freezer unit, thus eliminating her powers. So with that short synopsis, let's get to the brick or brack for this issue. Jared, was it a first read or reread? This is a reread for me. I'm a Firestorm fan from way back. I've probably oh, read this okay. one once or twice. It's a first read for me. Very cool. Welcome to Firestorm. Yeah. I Flame on. Yeah. Wait, now that's another guy. <laughs> you got a high, low, or what the for this? I will do a high. I think this is a really good villain introduction story. Killer Frost, I believe she's made it onto the WB network. Yes, she has. Air shows, so you can see where it all start. But as far as origin stories go, I think this is a pretty good one. I remembered it before I went back and read this issue, and I probably hadn't read this particular issue in eh, five years or so. And the fact that I could remember the origin story of how it went for her means it had to be pretty decent. So I'll give a high to a solid origin story for Killer Frost. And what say you, my friend? I'm going to give it a high as well, too, on the origin story of Killer Frost. I've never known it, so I like that I get to read the issue that it happens in. And also, this being the third issue of Firestorm, it's still kind of finding its way and Mm -hmm. trying to understand how Firestorm is together like that. I find it very interesting, and I'm looking forward to reading a little bit more Firestorm. Absolutely. Jared, do you got a final thought on the issue? I do. I think this is a a really great series, like I alluded to before. I think Firestorm's a lot of fun. I think the big appeal from it is, I think you kind of mentioned a little earlier, was the whole Ronnie and Mm -hmm. Professor Stein, the fact that Professor Stein is present when he's Firestorm, and then the difficulties they have when they unite and split, and they're not where they want to be, and so it makes their personal lives more challenging. That made for a really good series, and I'm glad you brought the issue three into Pat's poll list. This must be the first, earliest issue you have, because we've never discussed any Firestorm with you before. Exactly. And uh, I tell you what, it is an undersung series. I think more people should read it. Maybe it deserves to be on Crusade Miss at some point. (laughs) Ooh, no, that's not a bad idea. Anyway, that's my final thoughts on it. I pass it back to you, sir. All right. Well, I agree with your final thoughts there as well, too. I would be interested in reading more about Firestorm. So I think I got a few more coming up here. Mm -hmm. So we will see. Let's get into the ratings for this issue. It's a one through five as used before. So what's it going to be? I like this one out of four. Same as the cover. I think it's a solid story. I know there's more exciting Firestorms to come, but we got a cool origin from a villain that I suspect she'll be back, Pat. Hmm. I am also going to give it a four. I really liked it and I'm interested in learning more about Firestorm and along with Killer Frost. Would you pull or pass on this? I guess we already kind of know that question. Yeah, I'm totally going to pull this book. 100%. That's what this one's going on my poll list. I would also give it a poll as well, too, if I find it in the bins or wherever else. Before we get to the next issue, let's take a quick short break for some special shout outs to our Crusader Club members. These are the fine folks who have joined our crusade. They get to vote to help determine the programming for this show using the online poll only available on the Longbox Crusade page at patreon.com. If you want to get in on the voting and all the other amazing benefits of being a Crusader Club member, just head on over to patreon.com and search for Longbox Crusade. They also enjoy discounts from Jared's online store, the yardsaleartist.bigcartel.com. Early access to special Longbox Crusades episodes and so much more. So these are the fine folks reaping the benefits of giving some much appreciated support to the show. Jerry Green, I the Collector, Joe Thomas, Angelica Wolf, Bill from the Bat Pod, Blasted or Stash It, Braxton Underwood, Reggie Hancock, Ronald Went, Samantha Manny, Sean Urbanski, Steve Cronin, Ryan Daly, Bob Buster, David Kapunin, 
David Collins, Gene Hendricks, Ivor Evans, Jeremy L., John and Maggie, Jose Pollo, Maxwell Traver, Miranda W., Paul Hicks, Rick from Jeff and Rick Present, Ross Michaud, Tim Price, and Toronto Cop. If we miss anyone on the list, we apologize. Please keep in mind that we record these episodes well in advance of release. So if you are a recent addition, we should be adding you soon. But still, no worries. Let us know that we missed you by sending an email to contact at longboxcrusade.com and we will get you straightened out. So you might be asking yourself, how do I become a Crusader Club member? How do I become a Crusaders Club member, Pat? Well, Jared, it's simple. You just head on over to Patreon.com and search for Longbox Crusade. For as little as $1 a month, you'll get access to the amazing world of the Crusaders Club. Come check it out. Mm-hmm. Now let's get to the second issue in Pat's Poll List for March 1978. Excuse me while I whip this out. And it's Star Wars number 12. Publisher was Marvel. Got a cover date of June 1978. Its on-sale date was March 14th, 1978. Cover price was 35 cents. Editor, writer is Archie Goodwin. Penciler, Carmine Infantino. Ooh. Inker, Terry Austin. Letterer is John Costanza. And colorist, Janice Cohen. Cover credits go to Penciler, Carmine and Infantino, and Inker, Terry Austin. A quick cover description has the Star Wars logo on it, and we see Luke with his lightsaber, red lightsaber out. Hmm, very odd. Mm-hmm. And we have 3PO and R2 in the back of him, kind of scared look on their face as they are being pointed at by other people with guns. And there's some water in the background and then some open space as well. Jared, quick thoughts on the cover? I think this is one of the best covers that we've seen so far in Star Wars. We've got Luke looking really baller and action-oriented in the face of these pirates, taking aim at him and the droids. He's definitely stepping up and being protective of them. It's hard to convey fear with a droid, Mm -hmm. but Carmine and and Terry have done it well. Mm Mm-hmm. And they're able to slip in the fact that they are on a boat, which would imply the water planet that they're on. So uh, this is a very strong cover. What do you think, man? The thing that throws me off is the red lightsaber. But yeah, I understand. now that we know what color it really should be, I suppose back then they weren't really sure when they started doing these issues. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a really good cover, too. It shows some um, suspense going on. So I'm interested in opening it up to see what's happening. Let's get to some cover ratings, and the rating is, again, a 1 through 5. It's 5, you loved it, 4, you really liked it, 3, you liked it, 2, you didn't like it, and 1, you hated it. So, Jared, what's your thoughts on this cover? I'm going to go with another 4 for today's episode. I'm just full of 4s. I think this is a really good cover, and I like it. I'm giving it a 4 as well, too. I really liked it. When you got some good Carmine Infantino art, very nicely done. So, let's get to some... Story synopsis. The title is Doom World. While searching for a new location for the rebels to set up shop, Luke Skywalker crash lands on a dangerous world of death and betrayal. Can this young hero hope to survive on Doom World? And meanwhile, Han Solo attempts to bluff Crimson Jack, one of the galaxy's deadliest space pirates. Jarrett, was this a first read or reread? First read for me, Pat. Me too. Let's get into some high lows, or what the? What do you got? I'll give it a high for giving us the backstory of how Crimson Jack will get you high tonight. Well, how Crimson Jack got his Star Destroyer. Mm -hmm. So we got to see that tale, but just to mix in with a little bit of a low, I would say that was one of the more 
interesting things that happened in this issue. It was kind of a slow burner, but I liked the backstory. And there was only like three pages or three panels, I think, of story of, of the backstory of how that happened. But I thought it was pretty cool. What about you, man? I totally agree, too. I think this story arc that we got going on here brings a little more depth to the other issues that are coming or that we've read. The one we've read before and the one uh, we will be reading as well. So I like that. You get a little more backstory and makes me understand the characters. I do agree with you that it was a mm, little, little slow. Right. Yeah, yeah, a little, a little slow. Slow. Yeah, slow is the best way. You know, peek behind the curtain for the listeners. This is 12 that we're talking about here. All right. Mm-hmm. We did 11 on Chronicles and we've already recorded our episode with 13. Yes. So looking at it holistically... I feel like we have three issues now in the story arc that I think really could have been told in two. A little more crisply paced yeah, into two issues instead that. of three. Yeah, um, but right eh, not not awful. But hey, we'll talk about that, won't we? Definitely. Well, with that, you got any final thoughts? No, just that this was kind of a slow one. Had some really good art in it, though. And again, if they had done 11, 12, and 13 as two issues, I think it would have clipped along a little better. But that's it. It's not bad. I finished it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. I will, again, agree with you, too. I I guess I can't say anything more than I enjoyed it. Let's get to the ratings, then. What will you rate us? It's a one through five? I'm feeling this one at a three, Pat. Just a nice middle-of-the-road story. Could have been better. Could have been worse. It's Mm -hmm. fine. It's a three. I agree, too. I'm giving it a three. I know it sounds like, oh, we're just agreeing with each other, but... That's how it works. Yeah. Sometimes you got to eat it. Sometimes Not not really a filler issue, but... Yeah, no, it it moves the story along a little bit. Yeah. And I think you're right. I think it could be a dense down to, you know, two issues instead of three. Yeah. So, would you pull it or pass on this? Question about pull or pass. Are we talking about if I run across 1970s Star Wars or this particular issue? I would say 1970 Star Wars. Yeah, those early 70s Star Wars. I'm still going to pull them. I'm going to pull them when I see them. Just for nothing but the nostalgia factor. And I wasn't reading these back in the 70s or at any time, actually. As you said, this, this is the first read for both of us. So it's mm-hmm. neat to see what they were attempting to do with Expanded Universe before yeah. they had any other movies except for the first one to go off of. Yeah. And uh, as we've learned on our adventure so far, it's a little bit hit, a little bit missed, a little more missed than hit in the early stages, but that's kind of be expected, yeah. you know, from our point of view of 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but overall, I'm still picking them up just to see what was happening at that time. I totally am going to pull as well, too. I'm interested in the Star Wars and looking to see where that sweet spot is with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, story wise, I'm starting to suspect because we've done some Star Wars way mm-hmm. back a couple of years ago when I first started on the show. Yeah, we done some that later really, Star Wars. Yeah, I think it started to heat up 40s. like post Empire. Correct. Yep. So I'm very interested to see what else we've got between here and yeah, Empire. So am I. Well, that's going to be the show. Kind of short and sweet. I, I don't think, think it was ever this sweet and short yeah. when we were doing <laughs> it on the Chronicles episode. No, well, you got when, it, when it's just us two and not. Two other <laughs> knuckleheads, knucklehead, yeah. Two other silly heads, chumps, yeah. Two other silly heads joining us, slugheads. <laughs> no, I love them, guys. Yeah, they're all right. So, I want to thank Jared for joining me this episode. Woo, Jared, where can listeners find you on the social media? They can find me at Yard Sale Artist. That's Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. It's all at Yard Sale Artist. Come chat with me and check out my drawings. And you do good drawings. 
Oh, thank you, Pat. And you can find me, Pat, a.k.a. DJ Christatos, on the Twitter at Christatos01. Be sure to check out all the shows under the Longbox Crusade umbrella by subscribing to Longbox Crusade on iTunes, Google Play, or pretty much all your fine podcatchers, or directly at www.longboxcrusade.com. If you'd like to send us a question or a comment, you can do that by hitting us up on the social media at Longbox Crusade on Twitter, Facebook, and or Instagram. If you want to interact with us with live chat and be entered to win some free stuff on our live raffles, join us for the next episode of Doing It Livestream over on YouTube. We do them on the second Sunday of every month, and we always start at 3.30 p.m. Central Time. You can get signed up for that by looking up Longbox Crusade on YouTube. Please subscribe to our channel and click the bell so you'll get reminder notifications for when we go live. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy this episode of Pat's Pull List. Woo-hoo. Woo, Pat's Pull List. Yes. And until next episode, remember to pull them if you oh, got them. Got them. <laughs>